Welcome to the Canny Cogni Podcast with me, your host, Andy Woodman, military veteran, police veteran and stressed father of an unchained and uncensored view on life. Well, welcome to the Canny Cogni Podcast with me, your host, Andy Woodman. Today I'll be covering COVID-19 and how it fears with our shopping, um, daily life. I'm not going to go too much into that because it's on every channel uh, you watch at the moment. Also the cheeky sod. Richard Branson wanted some money out of our government. He kind of fucking put any money into the government, but we'll cover him as well. Um, but stay, stay listening to all the ends. I'm going to throw a quick fire 10 question quiz because everyone loves a quiz, don't they? Uh, but don't worry, you'll get the answers. Um, but yeah, stay tuned. Towards the end, I'll be throwing out their fears. But to begin with, as you can tell by my intro, I'm an ex military veteran, also an ex police veteran. One of the questions I get asked the most, what is the most memorable arrest I've ever made in the police? Um, there's been quite a few. What you most remember was um, the day before my eldest son was born. It was in January 2008. Um, turned up on duty, read the daily briefings, and I spotted someone in there which I knew quite well. Uh, it was wanted for murder. It was a shooting which happened in a neighbouring borough in London where I was based. Um, so I went out patrol, a few hours into my shift, walking through the market um, in East London. See this bloke walking towards me with his gang of fucking cronies. Known as wanted, um, but I need to double check. So I radioed through, um, and yes, he was still wanted for murder or a shooting. So first thing I've done was what, get some officers down here. But by now, this, this bloke's getting closer and closer and closer. He was outside the courthouse, funny enough. And I thought, well, I've got no choice. I'll either follow him, but he's going to recognise me, or I'll hit him directly, not physically hit him directly, but literally stop him. Get him in conversation until I get some backup arrived. Um, yeah, so stop this, stop this guy outside the courtroom. Um, just having a chat with him. You can tell he looks a bit weary. He's a bit worried. Um, I haven't stopped him for a while, actually. And almost like that, come out of the courthouse, I see two traffic officers, two traffic police officers. So I look to them, give them a little nod. Um, knowing they're going to come over. So I started walking over. The first thing I've done, took this bloke by the, hand, by the arm. Um, that's it, set of cuffs on him. I said, right, you're under arrest for a, a murder. You're wanted for murder. Uh, read him his rights. Um, and I didn't get any kind of restriction. He went pulling away. He kind of accepted it. But I think that is basic because you know, I, I, I had officers there. Um, the next thing I know, Squad cars are screeched up and come jumping out the car, run towards us. Um, by now, this guy's cuffed, and that's it. He's coming with me. His little gang of mates, as quiet as anything, quiet as anything. So, yeah, really, that's kind of it. So, he went in the van, back to custody, booking him in, getting a phone call. Um, ex wife, you could say, um, gone to labour. So, quickest set of notes I've ever written, and that was me in the car flying straight to hospital and my son was born literally early hours the following morning so i can remember that the most so that's it really but anyway moving on richard branson one cheeky side sues the nhs for millions doesn't put a penny into this government doesn't pay taxes he knows he's he ain't got to pay taxes he's he's come he's registered and played virgin Islands, so he ain't got to pay taxes to any any government all of a sudden this terrible disease is hit. Now he wants bloody money off everyone. He wants money off the British government, American government, Australian government. Just, just 
to keep his company afloat. What's, what's excuse to come out with? He wants to save jobs. I'll tell you now, Richard, load of crap, son. Load of crap. You don't need to save jobs, mate. Yeah, you're flying stock into the UK. Don't worry, taking money out of the government's purse when you can't put any fucking money in it, son. You know what I mean? So all we say is, you want 500 million out of the government? Hey, government, if you're listening, give him the 500 million, take some shares out of his company. Get the sunk out of him. Put an agreement in place, he's going to pay tax. And believe me, I'll guarantee he's probably not the only company out there who wants to take money out of our government's purse, out of our pockets, because he's feeling a bit of a pinch. So I looked into this, and yeah, he hasn't got a lot of physical cash. All his money's tied up. Well, I'll tell you what, Richard, mate, unlock your money. Unlock it. Start paying for your staff. Yeah, the government often furloughing payments to companies who are paid 80% of the staff's wages. Fantastic. But they shouldn't have to when your company's got this money invested elsewhere. Unlock it. Pay your own bloody staff and stop looking for handouts. You need to play a better ball game, son. You can find your whole company going to administration. That's not planes, it's trains, it's hotels. It's your new cruise ship. How much you spending that fucking cruise ship? Ridiculous. Anyway, that's my rant done. COVID-19. Terrible disease. I thought it was a bit of a, what can I say? Bit of a setup, bit of a cold flu virus. Whatever you want to call it. The common cold. But looking into it, people worried. I'm quite worried. I've got young kids. And quite frankly, this isn't saying, well, not only this country, but this world needs. Not only people losing their jobs, they're losing holidays. They're losing faith. I'm not going to go into too much on the COVID-19, but let's look at one good thing that's happening is the supermarkets are open. Look, you don't need a pan to buy. Just buy it. You normally do. You won't have a problem, okay? And what I've seen when I've gone to the shops, bit of a queue. Who cares? It's a queue. Yeah, we're British. We don't like queuing. Sod it. Sometimes you've got a fucking queue. So stand in the queue, get your trolley, get your basket, do your shop of what you need for that week. Pay the cashiers, who are fantastic, putting, they might have these shields and masks, doesn't mean a thing. They go to work, they want to go home safe. So go and do your shopping, get yourself out of there, get your shopping in your car, or your walk, your taxi, whatever you, or your bus, whatever it may be. Get home. Don't forget when you get home, wash your bloody hands, or what I do. In my car. Oh, disinfectant wipes. Got alcohol gel. As soon as I get in my car. Clean my hands. I clean my car keys. I've just touched them. Okay? It's not It's not a hard thing to do. You've been asked to do a few simple tasks. Do it. Okay? Most majority of people out there are fantastic. But this week, when I've been to the shops, I went out and bought a new TV. My TV packed up. Need to go get another TV. Went to Tesco's. Not being promoted by Tesco, but... Went to Tesco's because the only shop was open, it was half past nine at night, and they closed at ten. So, went now, see a TV, right? Bang, yep, I've got the dollars in my pocket, pick it up. Walked to the till, and the till next to me, two lads kicking off complaining about their TV. And I couldn't even I, I understand half the stuff they were saying, but they weren't happy with the TV. Something about they've been overcharged, but I, I didn't know too much about it. So, I put my, put my, put my TV on the belt, paid for it, spoke to lay down, I said, Do you normally get problems like this? And woman said, you, you never believe it. We get so much crap off of people coming in because something's not right or the receipt's wrong or they've been double scanned for something and they've been charged more. And quite frankly, it's not fucking on. It's not on at all. They're doing their job. If mistakes been made, mistakes been made. We're fucking human, okay? Because if they weren't there, 
you wouldn't have a shop. We'll go back to the Stone Ages. We'll be doing what a lot of unfortunate people and families do. Going to food banks, looking for fucking handouts. Respect the staff. Respect key workers. Because I'm a key worker myself. And I'm on the, I'll go on the front line quite a lot. Respects. They treat you with dignity. Treat them with some back. Okay. When it comes to queuing, just queue. Okay. Next one I'll move on to. I went to a shop not too far from well, Tesco's actually the other day. Walked in. Just got a couple of set essentials. Walked out. Big queue. Yeah, not a problem. Everyone's quite quiet. Having a laugh and joke with each other in the queue. What do I see? A soldier. Full uniform. Standing there. Halfway down the queue. Not on. Not on at all. Passionate for soldiers, Navy, Air Force. Because you know I'm ex-military. They're key workers. There's an army barracks next door to this shop. Literally next door. So he's probably, he's on call and he's popped out to get something. And he's there to fucking queue. Doesn't matter if he's queuing for one minute or he might be queuing for half an hour. People in that queue should let him through. So look, get to the front. Doing a cracking job. You haven't got an odor geezer. He's wearing a bloody uniform. It's a barracks next door. You can see it from the shop. Remember, staff stand at the door when one when one leaves. He sent the next next person in. Remember, staff. You can fucking see the soldier in full, full uniform. Should have called him over and said, "Oh mate, in you go. Don't get what you need to get, mate." It's not. It's fucking crazy. It's crazy. Lack of respect. It's just lack of respect. Like I said, majority of people, fantastic. But when you get that one percent. Just that one percent, it ruins it for the other ninety-nine. Uh, but that's all I'm gonna say on that. Is he's, he's a soldier? He's there doing his shopping. You don't know what he's what he's there for. Obviously, he's in uniform. There's barracks next door, so chances are he's probably popped out to get sank. And these guys work on the seconds. They're precise. They've got they'll be somewhere at a certain time. If he's only got fucking half hour on his lunch, he don't spend twenty minutes that queuing up, does he? Anyway, anyway, that's a rant for that one done. What got me? Big, big, big fucking fingers, my nose. Don't use COVID-19. Wash your hands, wear gloves, wear a mask. Okay, it's not proving that it's going to stop anyone catching anything. That's a bit of advice. And people took it on their own initiative to wear a mask or wear gloves when walking around. Fine. If you want to do that, do it. But don't come out of the shop with your little fucking mask on, your little fucking pink fluffy gloves on, pushing a trolley to your car, unload a trolley to your car, take your gloves off and fucking throw them on the floor. How many people here have seen Gloves left inside a trolley, left on a floor. What do you want to do? Just leave it there and just people come along and pick up after you? Do you go home and start throwing back and crap on the floor? Just expect other people to pick it up. Because I don't. And if you do, you've got fucking problems. You go see someone. Alright? So if you're coming out, you've got a pair of gloves, take them off properly how you should be taking gloves off, put them in a bag, then dispose of them correctly. Even it means put them in a bin. By the time the bin's collected, any virus on there is probably going to be. Faded away, it's gonna die, right? But what I do, I put I put my little bag in my car. Then when I find a bin, I go and throw them in the bin. Or when they get home, I take them out, I go and put them in the bin. Okay, again, it's all come down to respect and not this lazy itis where oh bollocks to that. Somebody else can fucking pick it up. No, it's not on. Take your gloves off, take them with you, dispose of them. Don't expect these people go to work to provide for their families, put their lives on the line and at risk to pick up your crap. They put up, they put up enough fucking crap and people will complain about TVs. Okay? Don't expect me to go pick up your bloody gloves as well. It's, it's, it's bloody ridiculous. And what gets me is, well, you, you, you see a family out shopping. Stay at bloody home. You don't need to go out as a family. 
Not shopping. In my household, I go out and do the shopping. My missus stays at home. My kids are at home. They get to go out. We'll take them out on a bike somewhere. We'll take them to a park. We'll take them for a walk. Don't take your fucking kids shopping. But, oh, I'll, I'll, put, I'll, I'll, put, I'll put them in the trolley. I'll put them in the trolley then. His answer is not going to be touching that fucking trolley. Don't know if it's been cleaned or not cleaned. Right? Bit of advice. You're in a household. One of you is going out and do your shopping. It's not fucking Mardi Gras, is it? Not go go and have a party. Leave your kids at home. If you can leave them at home. I'm not having to go at people who live on their own with kids. This is for, for couples who've got kids. One one stays at home with the kids. One goes out to shopping. Okay? Don't all go out. Bells, whistles and stuff like that. Shopping. No. Leave your kids at home. Okay? A bit a bit respect for their safety. Okay? We like, I've seen them shopping. Dad's wearing a mask. Mum's not. Kids not. Kids run around the shop fucking touched everything. Them kids might not ever, ever catch COVID-19. But they could be a carrier. And they could pass it on to someone who's vulnerable, who's out probably once a week to do that shop for that for that one week. It's their only chance to get out of the house. To go and buy their essentials. That could be the last fucking day they go out and get their essentials if they catch something. Because they'll be in hospital and, well, God knows what else. It could be worse, can it? Again, I don't see too much of this, but I've done a stereotype on, on particular type of person or families who go out, but I think we all kind of get the gist, don't we? Basically, those who hashtag don't apply to me. Well, I'll tell you what, it fucking does apply to you. Now listen, otherwise you're reading this lockdown for a hell of a lot longer. It's going to affect everyone. Right? So like, I'm not going to, that's it, that's... That's me ranting. I'm not going to go. I could be all bloody day. So, anyway, on a happier note, like I said, we all love a quiz. Quick fire quiz, 10 questions. You don't need a pen and paper. Um, you can stop this podcast anytime uh, if you want to, but I'm going to throw in a question at you. Give it a few seconds and I'll give you the answer. So, we're looking at 10 questions, 10 answers. That's the amen you can get. All right, starting now. Question number one Which actor? appeared in famous films such as Gone in 60 Seconds, Face Off and Ghost Rider. The answer is Nicolas Cage. Question number two. Who did win the most Grammy Awards in the 80s? The answer, Michael Jackson. Which mammal cannot, that's cannot, jump. The answer to that, it's Dumbo, it's the elephant. Question number four. Which nuts, I don't mean nuts to your legs neither, which nuts are used in marzipan? The answer for that is almonds. Question number five. In which sport can you win the Davis Cup? The answer is tennis. Question number six. What is the most spoken language in the world? The answer is the Chinese language. Quite ironic at the moment really, but yep, it's the Chinese language. Question number seven. In what year did Princess Dinah die? The answer is 1997. Remember that very well. I think I was hung over that night. Right, question number eight. Who invented Ferrari? 
Enzo Ferrari. Question number nine. How many stars feature on a New Zealand flag? The answer to this question is four. Four stars. Bit of useless information as well relating to that. They're all red. <laughs> okay, final question. Here we go, final question. What is the name of the prison in the film, The Rock? Brilliant film. Answer is Alcatraz. Okay, so how many, how many answers did you get right? 10 questions, there's 10 possible answers. How many did you get right? Well, I can say I've got 10 out of 10, but hey, I'm fucking reading the questions tonight. <laughs> anyway, right, that, that's, a, that's the end of today's podcast. Uh, the next episode, I'm, probably, I'm looking at getting these out probably a couple of times a week. But in the next episodes, expect more personal views of mine uh, of what i see in the world what i read in the papers what i might experience when i go out and of course there's a quick fire quiz at the end so again comprise 10 questions so let's see if we can get 10 out of 10 on that one as well also i like to tell my listeners if you want anything spoken about anything at all don't give a crap what it is okay you can be bagging your advice if it's something that's bugging you bothering you if it's been doing parenting laws fitness you name it okay drop me a message You'll find the links in the description page of this podcast. Or you can find us via Facebook, Twitter or email. My Facebook group is Candy Cockney, of course. Uh, on Twitter, under the same name. Or you can want to drop in an email. It's cannycockney at gmail.com. So all I'm going to say is that's all for this episode. Thanks for listening. And remember, if you want to support what I do, then share, subscribe and leave, leave a review whatever platform you use. That's all for now. Take care and I'll see you in the next episode.